Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Episode 2, Using Social Media with special guest, Julian Lytle. Welcome back to another episode of Artist Proof. I'm your host, Adrian Johnson, and thank you so much for checking out this latest episode. Um, there had been quite a bit of lag time in terms of getting out this new episode um, after my um, inaugural episode premiered a little while ago, but I'm here, I'm still standing, ready to serve, ready to go. I also want to mention that this uh, episode, this podcast, Moreover, is presented to you by Anosm Studios LLC. Now, Anosm Studios, um, as some of you may know, is my own personal studio. Um, I did not mention that um, at on the previous episode, except for probably at the end. Uh, but I definitely wanted to make sure that people knew that Anosm Studios is not just the producer of this podcast, but is also my own personal studio uh, for. Um, my production of commercial work, as well as my fine art projects and uh, creator-owned works as well. Um, Inazuma Studios is available online at inazumastudios.com. Inazuma Studios is I-N-A-Z-U-M-A Studios, all one word, dot com. And you can also find me online on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and probably more once this episode is done, because I have to tell you, on the conversation I had today with Julian Lytle, our special guest, is great, and I think you're going to really dig it. Um, but if you want to sample some of my work, um, definitely check me out at anosmstudios.com. Um, the site is currently being restructured. Um, it should be ready in about a week or so. Um, just updating um, the portfolio on there and um, changing up some of the services that I offer. Um, so yeah, definitely want, wanted to do a revamp of the site, and I hope that you guys um, take a look and enjoy it. Uh, once again, that is anosmastudios.com. Now, I want to get to the meat of the topic here, uh, which is using social media. And the reason this came up as a topic for me is that, you know, there's nothing that you can really say about social media. It's there. It's omnipresent. It's Big Brother. It's 1984. It's HAL 9000. It's just there. You know, there's no escaping it at all, you know. And so within that paradigm, I feel that a lot of creatives like myself, I fully put myself within, you know, that, that sphere. Um, I feel that a lot of creatives don't really use social media to its fullest extent in terms of using the whole galaxy of outlets on social media to their advantage, to get their work out there or to get their personal name out there or to get their brand out there. 
Um, because unlike even a decade ago or more, um, it was very hard to get, you know, your your work and your name worldwide at such a rate that overnight, you know, you could have or let me let me correct that within the matter of seconds, within a matter of seconds, you can have someone across the globe, thousands of miles away from you, see your work instantly and even correspond with you in that self-same moment. That's incredible. I mean, we live in a time now where, you know, all of that is possible. However, I like I was mentioning, I don't think creatives really take full advantage of that. You know, I mean, it goes so much deeper than just than just, you know, putting some artwork up and talking to someone in another part of the country or, or another part of the world. And that's it. Um, you can go deeper now to actually monetize and sell your art in more places than just here, wherever that is for you, wherever here is for you within your own country or um, within your own locality, your own municipality even. You know, you, you, you can take it to a much higher level and that's what I wanted to um, bring to light here um, on this particular episode. And my special guest that I invited on um I think he's one of the people that I've noticed for quite a while who's had a great handle on exactly how to go about um, as a functioning creative on social media and what, what he's done in terms of, you know, corralling it and finding out all this great information that he was able to um, bring to bear here. Um, it's, it's quite a boon and I'm very appreciative of it. Um, my special guest today is Mr. Julian Lytle. Um, Julian is an artist and creative out of Washington, D.C. Um, he is also the creator of the popular webcomic Ants. And also he is a film reviewer. He is a commentator on popular culture. Um, he is a, 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 a huge, a huge head on, um, you know, comic books, just you name it, you name it. He has a great informed opinion on a lot of things. Um, he, he's, he's just, he's just fantastic. So, um, I definitely appreciate him coming on and I definitely appreciate him coming on to drop in particular jewels about social media, how you can best use it to your advantage. And hopefully after you listen to this episode, um, it inspires you to go ahead and, you know, try some things differently. You know, be a bit more bold in your um, in your online, you know, experience with social media um, to make it work for you. You know, now granted, it will take a lot of legwork on your part, but I think the the beginning of the rewards of it, of, you know, that work will be a lot more fruitful for you. Um, and I raise my hand as, you know, somebody who's really going to um, start making the most of it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so without any further ado, this is episode two of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. And this is using social media with special guest Julian Lytle. Welcome back to another episode of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. And uh, this is episode two, all about creatives and the utilization of social media. 
And for this topic, I've invited none other than a good friend of mine, you know, who is knee deep in social media. He's a maven, if you will, you know, and um, I invited him to come on the show and, you know, drop some jewels on us. It's Mr. Julian Lytle. What's going on, man? What's going on, Adrian, man? It's all groovy right now. I'm not I'm not angry right now. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, you got your um got got your uh, you know, your, your your cackles riled up or whatever whatever they say whatever that saying is, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're here to talk about the the positives of, you know, use, using social media, you know, on this occasion. And um I guess for me, the reason why I invited you on was that, you know, a few years ago, you know, I saw you on the 11 o'clock forums. And then once I started seeing your name, I would see it like on Facebook. And I saw that you were involved in Twitter and then a few other places. I was like, man, this, this dude is like everywhere. And it seems like he's got it corralled, like really good. You know what I'm saying? Got a good handle on it. And, you know, at the time I was just like fresh to the whole social media thing. And um, I was just like, man, you know. Um, just through the years, seeing, you know, as we progress and I, you know, befriended you on Facebook as well, like, I've just been duly impressed, you know, always with, like, how you just keep up with everything. So I figured that you would be somebody great to talk with, being that you are a creative yourself and so involved with social media, to kind of just, you know, speak on, you know, how, how you handle you know, everything, you know, how do you make certain choices about which outlets, you know, to utilize and kind of like some ins and outs of it, you know, if you will. So I guess like um, the, the first question I would have for you is just in terms of, you know, with your involvement with social social media, like like what was kind of like the, the impetus for it? Like what was like the first thing that you joined on to? And then from there you started building. Well, the First thing I joined on to was Friendster. You know what I'm saying? That's taking it back. Wow. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking like 2002 or three, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, you catch, you're trying to catch up with, you know, I went to art school, I went to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. So, a lot of that was just trying to catch up with the with the homies I just finished graduating from, you know, just to keep, you know, keep in touch. Mm hmm. Then, you know, they made up. And they made up MySpace. I was right. like, oh, man, man, Tom in MySpace. Oh, you post some some serious pictures here. Everybody on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I started doing that. I would say that I guess the current thing, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, you know, I guess you could say a lot of the things, even though Facebook came out in 2004, Facebook as we think of it now ain't really hit like with the wall and the pictures and everything. So let's say about 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw this avenue. I knew very on, early on that I was going to stop having handles and I was going to go by my name. Hmm. Now that that's interesting because, you know, when I first started getting involved in social media, primarily myself through like forums, which are kind of extinct now. I mean, they still exist in certain yeah. places, you know, um, but on there, in a lot of forums, it was all handles. Like, nobody used their real name. Yeah, no. Yeah. Whereas now, you do see a lot more people. And I think I was prompted by yourself. And there was a conversation on the 11 o'clock forums about, like, just, man, put your name on it. Literally. You know, if you got something to say, you know, let your name stand behind it instead of behind the handle. But... More, more, moreover, you know, it's just good to have like your real name out there, 
just so almost as a branding, if you will. Yeah, because I was also very much um, cognizant of Google. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Google first came out. Like I was in college, I was in high, I was art school. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like you know, it was other search engines, but like Google, I don't know something about it, and it just blew up. Yeah, and it's just something about like I wanted. Like first of all, I didn't know a lot of people with my name, mm. so I knew I had to have a way to control that. There's I, now there's other Julian Lyles out there. For the most part, they all look younger than me yeah. by at least ten years. Right. So I am Julian, the first of his name, Lytle, you know what I'm saying? Like his Game of Thrones, you know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I need a sigil and all that. But, um, like, I wanted to control that. So not only did I make my website my name so I could tell people who I am, they could easily find me. Mm. So I was like, I want to make every account. You know, I have some early accounts. Like I have a PSN account and something else. I have something. Before that, I was just like, nah, I got to make it all my name so that when I put myself out there or introduce myself it has you my name and then if I want to talk about things it's my like I'm saying it ain't no hiding I can't disassociate myself from it it makes you think really before you say something because it's like mm. this is on record as you yep ain't no half stepping you said it you gotta stand by it so it just went from that so and then when you get into Facebook and you know you go on the podcasts and you go on the forums and I say, oh, I do this, I do that. At that time, this is before pages, so people were basically using their Facebook page, their Facebook page, their main one, their personal account, as like kind of both is before you could separate. Right. So like back then, you get, once you get over like five hundred to six hundred people, it's kind of hard. Like people do it now; they can able to like say like, all right, really, just I'm 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 purging you. Go follow the the artist page. I still don't really want to do that. I just make sure I don't put. I actually just don't put too much personal stuff on Facebook. Mm. It's basically thoughts on things, thoughts about work and work. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Like I ain't. You know, you're not going to find any pictures of myself from myself on Facebook. You'll see me tagged mm-hmm. by other people on Facebook when I'm out, but. Yeah, it's just you got to control the dialogue. The whole idea of branding, I took to that way before people were talking about it. I took to that just because, you know, we had I, I went to Pratt. I went to communication design, so I studied illustration. Yeah. But in in Pratt, you have to also, especially the second year when you really get into the major, you have to study art direction. You have to study graphic design. You have to study typography. You have to turn everything from this jump. It's like a foundation course for like being in commercial art then you go and focus on painting and drawing to a more illustrative point and I took like the business classes because they well, they didn't have a lot of business they had one mm-hmm. but I was very much focused on thinking about this as a brand like all this hip hop and all this business stuff I think about a lot yeah. so it's like yo Puffy knew how to brand himself Hove knew how to brand himself Wu Tang were freaking geniuses, yes. like, branding themselves. Yes. And even you think back in the comics, yo, the MS Seven, mm-hmm. geniuses at branding themselves. Even if even even they weren't really trying to or thinking about it consciously. Well, you could probably tell Tom McFarlane and Rob Liefeld were, but <laughs> yeah, because you go back, you wait the way they talk, and the way they talk about it back then, you knew who they, but you knew 
who was who and what was what. And I think like that was my focus. So like Twitter is me talking and posts to Facebook. Facebook is certain things like I like and me interacting with other people that I know. And then Instagram is art. Not a lot of food pictures. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of vacations. <laughs> not a lot of like who I'm with. Not a lot of self. No selfies. Yeah. It's mostly I drew this. I'm working on this. Look at this cool freaking new piece of paint I bought. Cause or look at this dope ass pencil. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, and th- and that's the thing too. Like you know, I've started to take that approach myself. You know what I mean? And I know people often ask too. Well, why why don't you have pictures of your of your family up and you know things like that? I'm like, well, again, like you're saying, like you're intimating that that's personal. That that's me off site. You know, you got to leave something off site. You know what I mean? But my face to the world is, you know, I'm Adrian Johnson. I draw. I do this. I, you know, I I, I I talk crazy shit about comics and stuff online. That's me. You know, but what you'll often hear, man, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an unwritten rule or what. It just seems like, you know, um, even before social media, it's like artists just always seem to think it was like, self-promoting was like just unseemly like just and and if you do it really well like you brought up the um the examples of todd mcfarlane and liefeld you know like people think like you're just being too showy like you're like man man no no man i don't don't like that you know and i wonder why is that with like artists and creatives in particular like you would think that if we're making stuff we want it to be consumed and seen and experienced by the world at large but artists for some reason especially don't don't tend to think like that man i have a theory i think a theory especially within visual arts yeah that um the story of the starving artist mm-hmm. is a very weirdly aspirational goal mm-hmm. and stories like of Van Gogh and how like he was kind of unknown and he blew up later on for some reason I think they feel like suffering for one's art is is worth it but I would say that's a that's coming from a viewpoint of a person who actually has not studied the history of art. Yeah. Because once you get into like the post enlightenment era or the nineteenth century art and on, mm-hmm. the best artists were hustlers. Right. Exactly. They got their name out there, people knew who they were. They were some of the flyest people of society. Right. This whole people you're not promoting yourself Tell that shit to Picasso. He would look at you, laugh in your face, and say, "You ain't, you, you ain't, you ain't really doing nothing." <laughs> Matisse, all, all of them, like you ain't. Roy Lichtenstein, people, common people, and hate him. Yo, them pop artists took it to a whole new level. Andy Warhol, yeah, a new level. Even, even to um, Basquiat, you know, in oh, latter day, yeah. But even you even have now, like the biggest artists, the ones making money, the concept, the concept of Bansky alone. Mm-hmm. Which you do not know his face. All you know is the work. is is purposeful. You know who he is without knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm using he like I think it's a he. Mm. It possibly cannot. It, it might possibly not be a he. We actually don't know. But there's, there's other street. There's, there's cause. There's Shepard Ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, you go on the realistic pages. You got Kenny Wiley. 
He had a whole goddamn PBS special. Right. Like, like I watched all hours. I watched like three times. I was just taking it in. Mm-hmm. Because when you read art form, when you read juxtaposing, you read high fructose, you read any establishment art, like people promote the like they're selling things worth more than people's salary they make in a year. Like it doesn't get no bigger. Like, but the thing I have with comic people is like they they want to be respected as artists, mm-hmm. but they don't want to think about it like art. Mm. They don't want to study how fine art works. They don't want to study the gallery system. They don't want to study our collection. They don't want to study the history. They don't want to study the rest of commercial art, which is all promotion and hustling and paying obscene amounts of money to get yourself in a freaking catalog and a website so that all the art directors can know who you are. Yeah. Like, it's almost like the whole the whole game, it got everybody mind control. On some like old school pimping shit, like, <laughs> like the editor stick. You gotta go and you gotta kiss their ass. You gotta suffer. You gotta draw a bunch of things, and 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 not make nothing and spend all this money so you could maybe befriend them, maybe hang out with them, they get to know you, and then then they might throw you a bone. Even at, or maybe they might throw you a bone after you've been blown up. You you done already got hot. Right. Now they want to throw you a bone. Now they want you to draw Spider Man. Now they want you to draw Batman. Mm-hmm. What the fuck I need you for? I got an eyes in there. Right. <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing, Julian. Like a lot of times, like now, especially in the days of social media, you know, there's such a a, a cocktail of you know sites and um, outlets to choose from that it's almost like you know you can almost sense the desperation of some creatives. You know, kind of like you know. Putting one in the chamber and just spinning it and just seeing like, all right, if I if I try to reach this editor through Facebook, no, okay, let me spin the chamber again. Can I reach them through LinkedIn? No. What about Twitter? No. You know what I mean? And you you have to wonder like in that mindset, why don't you put the gun down and maybe see like you know the possibilities outside of just trying to get that one shot? Like you got you know more outlets that you can actually do for self. Rather than just going after just that one thing. And I just wonder with creatives like that, like, and, and, and I fully include myself in that. Like, I'm still like a, like a, like, like a babe almost when it comes to like utilizing it to its fullest potential. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I was going to ask as well, like with social media, with yourself, you know, kind of like what, what's your, what's your personal concoction or your combo in terms of, you know, the, the outlets that you use, you know, like that you found and adapted to, you know, best serve your needs. I think, um, right now, if you're, if you make art and you don't have an Instagram, mm. you're failing. Now, why is that what you say? Um, cause Instagram is entirely based on images. Mm-hmm. Instagram it's short. People can like it. They can see it. They can find you. Um, it is the most. It is the most used social media platform for the young. Mm. Like to me, people focus on the old. Straight up, I'm ages. I can give a fuck about the old. <laughs> um, they they use it the most. It, it's you can put little videos that came later, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that its main goal is sharing of images. And there's 
there's a lot more complex issues in regards to art and Instagram and the nature of likes equaling money or all that type of stuff. But still, if you're a visual artist and you ain't on Instagram, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think you're messing up. My Instagram is important. I also think Tumblr, the entire universe of itself, if that, if, 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 if the social media was like the DC universe, yeah, Tumblr is the fourth world. That shit is off to the side. Its own thing of of magicalness and super town <laughs> and apocalypse. And and some of the by far some of the most interesting and best new talent in comics is putting all their stuff on Tumblr. Now, now, all right. So let me pause you right there because that that's a thing. That's exactly what I mean in terms of myself personally and probably others as well. Like I had kind of like slid Tumblr to the side. Like I had set up an account like a couple of years ago and I never utilized it because I was like, well, I got Facebook. Um, I halfway got Twitter. I don't even post on that. Like I need to, <laughs> you know, and then Instagram and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But you know, I'd always thought like, am I missing something? Not using Tumblr. You know what I mean? And, and I wonder, you know, why, why is that? You know, cause the way you described it, all of these, you know, outlets are like their own little fiefdoms. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's just like, man, well, how, how can I conquer this fiefdom in my own way? How can I plant my flag, you know? You see, it's, see the, the, the thing where is Instagram works best for single images. Mm-hmm. Tumblr can do similar. Tumblr can do everything, but it's it works for microblogging, so it's still viewable on your phone, on your tablet, and a computer. Mm. So it's like, yeah, you can post one image on Tumblr, but you can also post the entire page. You can also post a GIF. You can also post a whole essay. Like you could do all these things with the in a Tumblr post, and you're able to set it up like a like a website of sorts, so people can put up a comic and put up the next chapter and put up the next page, and people can follow along and they can like it and they can easily share it. And when they easily share it, when they share it, they reblog it on Tumblr. They can reblog it. And they could tweet it. And if you tie everything together, your tweets go to Facebook. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or if you're smart, you post it on Instagram. You then say, like, I wanted to go to Tumblr. Tumblr goes to Twitter. Twitter goes to Facebook. So you post one thing, and it, and it daisy chains down all four accounts at the same time. Mm-hmm. These things work best for artists that are solo. That is not something you should do as an organization, though. Hmm. Or as a group, because you need to, once you become like a group or something, you should actually specify things for each social network. Um, a lot of this I learned from reading, keeping up with the trends, yeah, reading TechCrunch, watching the keynotes, using the apps, looking when they update, reading their blogs. And I also happen to know a lot of very intelligent uh, professional women who work in social media. Mm, mm. See, this is exactly why I brought you on, man. Like you just, you just broke it down in about two minutes, and I just saw the doors opening in front of my face because I have Instagram and I have like my accounts linked to it. You know, Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. But I'd often wondered, like, man, is there a way, like, how does this whole thing, like, really work in, you know, synchronization, 
You know what I'm saying? Because you will see people reblog something from Tumblr. And then you'll see on Facebook, like, you know, uh, this is, you know, posted on Twitter and so forth. I think maybe that's a mystery for a lot of people, you know, like myself, as as far as, like, how all of that works. So, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense now, man. Yeah, it's, it's all about linking those accounts. Because they have, like, little little apps or link things within each network. Sometimes when when they, when Twitter and Facebook were beefy, it, they made it harder. But <laughs> overall, it's still you can still I think easily link your Twitter account to your Facebook, and and vice versa. I prefer Twitter to Facebook instead of Facebook to Twitter. Why? Now, why is that? Any specific reason or? Um, it's it's I, I think because the nature of Twitter there's a, there's a character count limit. Mm-hmm. And Facebook, there isn't. So sometimes you can get into writing this whole long post, but it all won't fit. Mm. Um, you can keep your 140 character post on Twitter. It's gonna pop up on Facebook the the, the same way you want it, hashtags and all. Yeah, because there's no limit. Um, so that, that's that's my that's my thing. That's the way I prefer it. Other people do the other way. Um. Sometimes it might actually just be best to just post separately. But I've been doing this way for that long. I'm just going to go with it. I still get my people on Facebook with the notifications, so they're commenting. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good. Also, personally, especially in regards if you use Twitter, never have an equal amount of followers to people you follow. Hmm. All right, now now break that down for me, because that that that's interesting. It's like if you follow everybody, like if you have a hundred follow, if you have, if you have a hundred followers, you should yeah. follow hundred people. You should follow half, and that should be your maximum. You follow fifty. Mm. Now is it? A, you also don't always follow the same people that follow you. You follow the people that are dope. You want people to look at you to see who you're following. You want to make because that's that's the entire nature of of the system. Mm-hmm. You're following. You're following someone. You're looking to someone to lead you. And see, and that and that was another thing that I had thought about too. In fact, that's something that I started, you know, um, you know, realizing just in terms of becoming a resource, you know, because you can be a tastemaker too. And I, I've told you as such online that I really consider you a tastemaker. You know, like I, I follow you because you have great taste and a certain point of view about a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like. All right, cool. And, and you're a resource for me. So I think in in a way, like a lot of people, certain people, you know, can be resources to other people, other creatives, you know, just to like spread the word, not even just about themselves, but about just the art world, the creative world at large. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's real interesting. That That's a that's a good thought, man. Um, yeah, definitely. Man. Um now, let me ask you this, too. Uh, earlier today, I made, like, a list just off the top of my head of just, like, all of these social media sites, you know, both, you know, past and present. I know you named a couple of um, couple of ones earlier that I, I had actually forgot about, like, Friendster. Like, shit. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's dope right there. That's yeah. how yeah. all this stuff started. Yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, um... So, yeah, so I'm just going to run them down real quick, and um, I'm just going to chop it up. Um, you know, you got DeviantArt, uh, you got Concept.org, MySpace, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
Tumblr, Flickr, um, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Vine, Vimeo, YouTube, Pinterest, and Google+. And so, you know, like I was mentioning just a few minutes ago, that there's just a, a lot of outlets to choose from. And I wonder, like, with some of them that are still, you know, current and viable, you know, is it possible to kind of overextend yourself, you know, on your social media grasp? Like, you know, like, yeah, because if you strategize, well, like, all right, you know, if I, if I hit the four big ones, like, you know, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter, you know, I should be good. But then you got new stuff that maybe you want to adapt and experiment with to see if it works for you, like your like your vines or Snapchats, even though that that might be more for the young. But, you know, creatives can find use in anything. You know, yeah, what I mean, like with, with, see, it, yeah, that's the thing is, like, if you really say current, and you know what? Not every artist and especially and this is no shade. Not every comic artist is really going to have the attention span, the patience to really keep up on this stuff. This is just something I'm just generally into. Yeah. Certain things have very specific goals. I think if you sell things, if you sell art, mm -hmm. if you sell prints, you better have a Pinterest page. If you sell crafts, or if, if you make anything physical out of your art, you should have a Pinterest page. Women freaking love Pinterest. They use it. They use it to keep up on things, to decorate recipes, and to buy things. To fucking mm -hmm. buy things. And guess what? Women spend more money than men. I don't need data. <laughs> just, just, it's just plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Spend more bread. You make something cool. If it's nice, if they like it, you have Pinterest is the way to go. DeviantArt is still a viable resource for people looking for artists and looking at art in general. And they also have the means to sell work. You can sell prints, you can sell mugs, you can sell calendars, you can sell this, you can sell all that type of stuff with your stuff on it. So, it, like, I, I don't pay for DeviantArt right now. Yeah. It was for a long time, but it's still it's still viable. Now, Snapchat and Vine are so new. Mm -hmm. I have used Vine. I use Snapchat. Um, what I think works with Vine is that you can do pretty cool short in progress drawings like like um what they call them uh time time lapse oh yeah time lapse of, yeah of you doing something yeah. it's only like six seconds the cool thing what i would use snapchat for no i don't i don't know if a lot of people would use it just showing what you're doing <clears throat> if you're at events showing where you're at yeah or art wise you can use it to show previews of things that you're working on because they disappear so it's like only the people who look in this Snapchat only going to see what I'm working on and it's going to be going tomorrow. Really? Now, now Snapchat disappears. That's its main goal. That's why young people use it, even though people still take screen caps of it. That's how some of these teenage girls get in trouble. Ah, okay. Because the boys take screen caps when they then bad things happen. That <laughs> said, yeah. if you ain't using it for sex, you can use it as a resource and it's still it's still coming it's still still nebulous so mm -hmm. there's still people figuring things out um what's another good one? there's other new ones there's like periscope which does live video feeds and meerkat both of them do the same thing huh i know um eric canetti has been using it right now to that you guys videotape him drawing 
Huh, okay. Live live drawings for people for his followers. Wow. So that's a viable that's a viable very new technology that popped off basically at South by Southwest this year. Mm. Got hit and then like Twitter was like they bought this company, bust that out, kinda of took something to thunder, but both of them are viable. They're viable things to do. Wow, okay. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, just what what does Snapchat do? Because I hadn't heard of it until maybe about, maybe a couple months ago. Oh, man, see, you, you got to get more young people around you. <laughs> I, I, I say this, it's half joking and half truth. A lot of people, they get stuck in their ways, especially once you hit 30. Right. It's like, you know, like, nah, man, I got people 24, I, I got people 22. I, I still talk to my little cousins. Mm-hmm. I still got people that's under 30. Yo, and real talk, people think I be faking or maybe they may not like it. Yo, it's like Dame Dad said, you got to keep women on your team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See what they using, see what they saying, see how they move. A lot of shit I do, I, I jack from women. Sure, sure. Sure, and you know, and that's that, and that's an interesting thing because you know you were mentioning a couple minutes ago about Pinterest. My wife is hellified on that; like she is up on that, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I never thought of it besides you know coupons and looking at crafts and stuff, but she be on it, you know. Mm-hmm. They 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 have their little boards up. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, I'm like okay, I peep your moves. Take note. <laughs> Take note. <laughs> man that's crazy man that's crazy oh man but um like you were mentioning um a couple minutes ago about you know trying to sell and monetize you know through social media you know you were mentioning that you were um up on deviant art and that you were you know paying for a little while you know for uh, your subscription to deviant art what, what what is your take as far as like you know um paying for certain services on like social media like for instance you know when facebook a couple years ago or whenever they started this whole you know boost your boost your page or all all that jazz you know i mean and you know people were were already looking for like a workaround it's like i'm not paying for that i'm not paying for that shit you know what i mean they 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 lose because it's like yo it works really oh yeah i didn't gave them enough money over the past two years oh okay now your experience, how well has it worked for you? It sometimes, depending on your reach and your targeting, you can pay too much hmm. for what you get back. But if you gotta find that right sweet spot, because mm-hmm. there's a point where like all the ants posts I was making, yeah, I was I was putting five dollars in. My reach would jump to the thousands. Wow, wow. Oh, and, and folks, I meant to mention this at the top. Um, Julian is also the creator of a uh, webcomic called Ants. And um, he was publishing it um, pretty pretty regularly. And we, we still hungry for it, Julian. Just saying. Hey, <laughs> sure. playing a lot of games right now. It took, it, took a lot of me, it took a lot out of me. You know, sure. Trying to be funny. and Yeah. It's yeah. But, uh, life. but yeah, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll come back. You know, if Marvel stops biting me and... All this other stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. Let me close it though for a second. But, <laughs> no, but, it's, it but yeah. Um, yeah. The Twitter one, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a good um, ROI on it. Mm-hmm. So I never put a lot of money in because I don't have a gang of money. 
Right. But, you know, I'll put a few dollars in or I get a little thing where I do a survey or something. They bless me with a, like a free hundred dollars or something. Huh, okay. And I use it. And I was like, mm, Twitter ain't really working for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Snapchat ads. I don't know much about Tumblr. Tumblr, I did try Tumblr twice. Didn't work at all. I got more through just straight, regular, natural, viral sharing. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, I don't even know how the ads work. But <laughs> now I wonder if if um you know paying for that boost or whatnot you know works better on like certain places like like a Facebook or something just because it's obviously a bit more populous you know what i'm saying even though you know twitter is probably right behind it in terms of like you know subscribers and users but you know something to where oh, nah, it isn't it's oh it more, isn't like facebook is is one seventh of the population of the world of user base wow like it is a billion plus users like it if it was if, if it was its own country it would be like It'll be on the UN Security Council or some shit because that's how much. <laughs> like, you know, Twitter is like in the hundreds of millions. So, and actually, I th- right now it's, I think it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm, okay. I could be wrong, but yeah, like, and people want to talk about Google Plus. Google Plus is kind of this thing off to the side. Is like, is Google really messing with it or not? Mm-hmm. It's like mm, you really don't get much out of it, um, but. Yo, but yeah, like Facebook, if you want to reach and you want to reach outside of just like your crew, yeah, like globally, you got to do some targeting. You got to put a little bit of money in because people won't never, they will never see it. Now, now targeting, uh, you've used that term a couple of times. Um, specify targeting. What's what you mean by targeting? So like when you, let's say you make an ad, mm-hmm. you can actually say like, I want this to be shown to people from age x to x i want these genders i want these countries i want this area wow these interests i want you can you can really break it down yeah to a lot of different degrees and that's targeting so these ads will pop up in their feed as they're scrolling down up and down their news feed ah okay now that makes sense. That's why I see so many damn ads in my news feed. And they'll be like, like, man, you know, how, how does it know that I love comics? How does it know that I, you know, like this type of thing? You know, like, the, you know, the ads. Facebook be knowing, so they be knowing. Yeah. Big brother and shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, 1984, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like Minority Report when you just walk into the place and the ads just pop up around you. Yeah, yo. <laughs> oh, I really do want this cheeseburger right now. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. You know, and, um, you know, I was also thinking just in terms of, you know, on social media as a creative person, you know, even more beyond just uh, a regular user of this stuff, um, I was thinking of like, you know, prime directives, you know, kind of like on Star Trek or something where, all right, when you use social media as a creator, based on what you're trying to do, there might be certain things that you should adhere to that every creative person that uses social media should try to adhere to. And and I came up with like um, about five of these, you know, quote unquote directives. You know, the first thing should be to see and connect, you know, as far as like being a part of a community you know, a worldwide community, you know, through social media. Uh, number two, or maybe number one, depending on how you see it, 
to be seen, you know, to have your work be seen, to be yourself, to be seen. If you're like a, you know, not, not necessarily a visual artist, but like a, even a comedian, you know, with all those Vine comedians and so forth, you know, number three, be a resource or an outlet to educate or teach, you know, even that, even if that's not your goal, like we were discussing before, you know, you could have followers that see something on your post or something that you're putting up, you know, to show a technique or whatnot, and you could be a resource for people. And people follow resources. People need resources, you know. Um, and then number four, uh, to communicate, you know, to get your point across. That's visual artists. That's whatever type of artist you're trying to be seen, but moreover, also communicate exactly what it is that you do and who you are. And then lastly, and this might even be number one for a lot of people, is to sell and monetize, you know. And I think as creatives just in this new paradigm, you know, for the 21st century and beyond, you know, those directives are going to be very important. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I guess what, what, what do you think about that just in terms of the utilization of like social media to those ends or, you know, maybe even something else I hadn't uh, considered? Um, I think actually all those are pretty good the hardest one is going to be monetized oh yeah because mm. straight up all these big corporations don't even know how to monetize social mm. the companies themselves they like they don't really make profits they get profits through advertising yeah so it's like like twitter doesn't make money so it's it's it's, it's going to be hard to get to monetize when they don't know how to monetize so it's 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 the Wild West. So there is things where you don't have to tie into things. That's where things like Kickstarter comes from. Mm -hmm. And you're using your social reach to do your projects. Patreon is probably pretty smart. It's growing. It's like, yo, I want to put this stuff out. You follow my Patreon. You put in X amount a month. You get to see this. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes with the social, it's almost just like building the cachet of, of taste. Mm. Of, of thoughts mm -hmm. it, it, like people yeah people do will end up looking towards you and you I, I think you have to be very careful at what you say in post because if you're going to be a character mm -hmm. you're going to stay that character yeah like you shouldn't you shouldn't wobble around because then people will be like oh I, I can't I'm not going to pay attention to this person yeah and, you know, and I wonder about that because that goes back to what we we're saying near the top, you know, just about branding and so forth. And, you know, you do see occasionally like, you know, people, you know, um, post a certain way on Facebook, like if they're in a uh, public persona, so to speak, like if they're a known artist, then, you know, they'll be a bit more careful about what they say on there, about what they post and everything. But you might catch them on a, a Twitter or, or something, you know, off Facebook, you know, and that's more them. Like, they really have opinions about things and so forth. But, you know, um, that that's an interesting point because I think a lot of people, you know, kind of take whoever that person is at face value, not necessarily just a known artist, but we ourselves as other users. It's like, okay, well, I see Julian. He says this, this, and this. That's who he is. And to your credit, like, you stay consistent. You've always stayed consistent to who you are as opposed to, like, you know, just some other people that you might see post a certain way, but really they're not that person 
on, on other social media outlets, you know. So yeah, it could be very confusing, you know. Yeah, I don't see. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know where people are coming from. I don't know what they know me from. I don't know if they know me from podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they know me from film reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they know me from web comic. I don't know if they just know me from real life. Mm. So, like, you're gonna get this online version of me. It's not totally the real regular you see me, we chilling me, because that's just there has to be a separation, but there's a right. There's a like these are my thoughts on things. I'm going to talk about pop culture, rap music, uh, <laughs> movies, TV, comics, and other stuff occasionally. But that's that's what this is for. You're not going to hear me talk about like how I'm really down that day and mm-hmm. that I'm sad or this chick broke my heart or yeah. or work sucks. Like nah. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all ain't here for that, and not nah, be honestly nothing against y'all, but y'all don't deserve that neither. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes being extra personal works for certain people, and it attracts certain people to be fans of them. If that works for you, go for it. But I would say be very, very smart with how you portray yourselves, and sometimes I, I guess because also you need to make sure you. You figure it out for each each social media platform. So like Tumblr, you can make me do really, 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 really long like posts and get really deep in the thought. You could do really great pieces like David Brothers does on mm. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And then you can also still put up like really great like long pieces of like pages or big giant pieces of art or or you can put up a podcast and then that's and that's things like that's when you when you start doing multiple things. Like videos, you might want to look into using YouTube. Yeah. If you start doing sound, you might want to look into using SoundCloud. Yeah. Like, you know, those are important for other types of media. Mm-hmm. Then you got to start worrying about, like, how you're going to just tie all those things together into your main funnel. You have to think of everything almost like a small version of a network mm-hmm. or, or a media conglomerate, but you're only one person. Yeah, and you know it's it's crazy, and it's interesting that you put it that way because you know I've like lately within the past few months just you know trying to work that out myself, almost that having a personal dialogue. You know, I've had to make like a flow chart, just like I um, keeping everything straight. I here's the the password and my username for this, uh, but I know this goes here. Um, I, damn, I can't use that because I don't like the way my face look on videos, I, you know, <laughs> and all that type stuff. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's almost like you do have to think of yourself, even if you're not necessarily in um, business to make money with your art per se. You do have to think of yourself as a a, a, a network, as a corporation. Like you know, you're still putting yourself, i.e., your brand out there. You know, and everything ties in. I mean, that's why there's a Coca-Cola Corporation, but they have Minute Maid, Sprite, so forth, so forth, so forth. But it's all Coca-Cola products. You know what I'm saying? And almost each social media outlet could almost be considered one of your products, whatever persona you're selling on there. But you want to be consistent, you know? Yeah. So it's like that because I have friends in, in, in the art scene like around here. Yeah. One of my good friends, uh, Super Wax. She's a she's a, a 
say um uh, urban like a street artist yeah but, yeah but she's she's able to she's really good at having a brand she has a lot of followers on instagram a lot of people she's able to to have a a, a persona she's mm-hmm. able to craft the picture she takes of herself her making the art her posting the art people come out and they know her so it's it's like she puts a lot of good thought into it and mm-hmm. we have we have talks about it because it's it's just something if you really want to do this, you have to take everything seriously. And things need to be more than just the work you do. Work isn't, the work, as important as it is, isn't all of it. Mm. If you want to walk away from it all and you don't care about people seeing it, that's fine. But especially if you want to try to do things on your own, you have to get good at this shit. Yeah, I'm finding that out, man. Trust me. Trust. <laughs> it's hard. It ain't easy. Mm-hmm. I got mad phones. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on here, man. Uh, a lot of this stuff, just within the few minutes we've been talking, man, I've been like, oh, shit, like so many light bulbs have go- gone off, man. So many. Like, you know, I'm, I'm walking away from this and just being like, all right, I need to step my game up. But now I feel like, you know, um, I have a bit more information to work with, uh, a, a better base, you know, to start from now. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, that, that's just invaluable. And I, I just hope that other creatives out there, if, if they listen to this or even if they find out on their own or through resources like you mentioned, man, just, you know, we need to start just using it, you know, to its fullest potential, whatever that is for us individually, you know? Yeah, like sometimes when people, when they post those things on, like, those ads are like, these are the new trends in social media. Download that. Mm-hmm. Adobe puts their things. If you if you subscribe to Creative Cloud, and they send that email about these are the blah 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 or these these are the five ways to use this. Yeah, download it and read it. Mm-hmm. They're telling you how to use it. First of all, you're paying the money anyway for the software. Right. Use every dang free piece of help they give you. <laughs> exactly. Facebook giving you new th- new type of you know basically ads on how to use their ads. You don't gotta use the ads. You read their materials though. Hmm. Hmm. It's, just, it's just smart to pay attention to stuff like to me if you want to stay current and everything is changing everything is changing everything is changing quickly yeah so you should know as as at least a little bit you should be aware of things because things are going to move past you and as i said there's a lot of hot great new talent on tumblr it is i think we might get to a point Wait, like those are the type of people who get in those book deals with the with the book companies for their little graphic novels divisions, and they're selling. They're on the New York Times bestsellers. Right. Mm-hmm. They're winning Eisner's, and Marvel and DC don't know about them. But you know what? They don't need to know about them because they're selling like, like fifty million. I mean, fifty thousand units, mm-hmm. or even more, multiple times a year, because they're in all the bookstores and the libraries and the kids' libraries and blah blah blah. But guess what? They got hot on Tumblr. Right. So it's it's a smart avenue. You know, it's a smart avenue to try to use this technology to get your stuff out there and just do it well. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me let me ask you one last thing, man. I just thought about it while you were talking about that portion right there. Um, analytics, just in terms of, you know, keeping up with, you know, the analytics of what your various social media outlets are doing for yourself. 
I, I see like, you know, once a week, there'll be like a post that says this week in Twitter in your feed. What, what do you take from that? Like in terms of if you set that up for yourself in terms of mon- monitoring your analytics, what, what are you monitoring? What, what are you looking for? Well, like that was like a, it's like a site that like she helps you monitor like all the, the social media networks. It's called some all. Mm-hmm. And then they tweet this thing for you. So I guess, you know, and people know, mm-hmm. um, it's okay. But like the real in-depth analytics are in the services themselves. Huh, okay. So like if you, especially with Twitter, once you, break it to the ads mm-hmm. if you just do one you can you go into the ad space and you see like what post reaches more like which tweets did well how many retweets it got how many favorites and you get a graph and all that same with facebook mm-hmm. once you get a page you can see everything like you can see you grasp how everything does well tumblr they same thing they all have built-in analytics Mm-hmm. Tumblr is a lot easier because you don't have to do an ad to get to it. They can ju- you can just show them, especially once you have more than one Tumblr. Like, I have more than one Tumblr, so I have to, you know, I go through and check each one. And, yeah, you see, like, how many followers you get, how many reblogs, how many likes, you know, what time of day, all that. Wow. And, and sometimes it tells you, like, okay, I should post this at X time because that's when the most people that I know that follow me sees this. Mm-hmm. And they like more of this. If you want to cater to a fan base, then yeah. But Instagram, I don't know if there's there, there probably is analytics. But to be quite honest with with, with Instagram, know your hashtags, and you you see what works. You see we get the likes, um, back and forth. And the thing, but I think a lot, especially with Instagram, you actually do have to reach out a little bit more. So it's like you do have to follow people to a certain degree and, and go back and forth and tag people um i still wouldn't ever follow the same amount of people that follow you that's just a personal thing it's like nah mm, mm. i'm the leader i'm i'm leading here i ain't and I you ain't are following yeah you are yo so <laughs> that's no lie <laughs> all right so that i got one last last question then since you brought it up hashtags man Whenever they started, whenever it was, like a couple of years ago or whatever, you it's know. It's older than that. It's, real, it's a real old concept. It comes from freaking. Uh, well, like DOS? Boards. Like bulletin boards from like back in like OG internet. Oh, like like DOS and all that? Whatever. Like OG, yeah, because it was a way to, to find stuff easily. And people just. Because remember, all this stuff is made by, by like super nerds. <laughs> right. So it came into Twitter and it just. And then they started putting everything else because it was just an easy way to just find a big group of things but yo hashtags yo especially in twitter and instagram mm-hmm. and on tumblr your hashtag tags is everything well see yeah because i wondered about that because i started trying to use them myself and what i'm finding is is that you will find that those hashtags somehow reach like people that you or, or even groups devoted to a certain type of thing that you never expected like, you know, I'm working on this zombie comic book, right? And so I put in the hashtag zombie. Now this group called zombie something something or another is following, you know, my feed, you know, just because of that. So that's that's just wild. And, and Zombies, I, dead, undead, walking dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, all as like zombie with an X, like any type of way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so so I wonder just about the, the nature of hashtags as we use them, you know, in this social media paradigm. Just like, you know, when you when you use them, is it better to kind of use like more broad terms like, you know, like say a zombie that, that would propagate more or like comic book art, that type of thing, as opposed to like being really specific, unless it's like a known quantity, like you might be able to hashtag, oh, Spider-Man or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, that's what I would use broader terms as like on Twitter because you're limited in characters. I would pick more broader, mostly used ones. So it's like comics, mm-hmm. make comics. Uh, zombie is either on Instagram since you ain't got no limits you can have 50 goddamn tags <laughs> almost it feels like a year <laughs> yeah it's just like cause you ruined that one you don't know people will just click on it and they'll just like look at stuff mm-hmm. but on Twitter I would be a little bit more focused with your tags cause you only got a certain number of characters true so you'd be like yo I'm working on a comic bow and put that hashtag comic on there or comics mm-hmm. that's also what most people use so if most of all the comic comics people use comics, use that one. If you're working on a comic, hashtag make comics. Mm, okay. Because that's the one that's basically been established and that's what's used. Ah. If you're working on a Batman fan art, goddamn right you're going to hashtag Batman. You might hashtag <laughs> Batman versus Superman on that thing too, just because. Right. You never know who you'll get. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that, that's interesting. That's interesting because it's almost like an art within of itself. Oh, you know? and people make money at this. What? People have jobs in social media. Like, I know professionals in social media. This ain't a game. People may think this a game. People make a living doing this, and they make good livings with social media. In, in what way? Just in terms of, you know, trying to find better ways to use it, or? Yeah, they use it for corporations, organizations, mm-hmm. uh, celebrities. Yeah, man. Huh. You think you think celebrities actually tweet for themselves? No, man. I'll be like George Takei is not that brilliant. <laughs> oh, like, he got people. Yeah. 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 So I'll be like, man, come on now, come on Zulu, come on now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh man, but yo, man, that um, that um, this this whole we almost at an hour now. Like this whole hour has just been like like empowering and enlightening to me because you know I'm just like. I feel like I'm more I'm more equipped now to you know go back to you know my creative life and really start trying to use this stuff like yeah because yeah, it just it just makes a bit more sense and you know like I was mentioning I hope other um, creatives that listen to this or whatnot or or even or even lay people I, I hate saying lay people I shouldn't use that term just people who maybe um, listen to this but aren't creatives, let's say, you know, and they just want to maybe, you know, put their little thing out there too, you know, whatever they're into, be it whatever, you know. I think people can just benefit from knowing how to, you know, um, utilize social media a bit smarter and a bit more conjunctive with whatever their individual needs are, you know. Yeah, true. I, I, I do think it would help. Because I think people might get a little bit twisted from the, People they see online and, and people who have certain amount of followers or they they think they're doing something mm-hmm. like you know the, the comic artist that has five thousand followers ain't nothing. There's there's people out there. There's just pretty girls who out there got two hundred thousand. Right. So it's like people got you gotta understand the scale the scale of things. It's like, like I got over like 
I might be up to thirteen hundred right now because this past week I probably got like an extra hundred followers because all the the stuff going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I ain't thinking out for me. My goal, I ain't doing that until I hit ten thousand. All right. So when you hit ten thousand, what what happens at that point? Like, what's man, your goal? I, I mean, I, I just know I reached a certain limit, a certain point where I know my reach. I, I think I can make even more taste. Like, I can think I can even even show my work and I can direct things to cooler things better. Mm, I think okay. I'm more established as a taste maker then. Okay, yeah, because I mean, y'all, y'all, like, even now, you know, just at 1,300 followers and growing, you know, I think you've already kind of established that reputation, but that that definitely makes sense just in terms of more people knowing about your particular taste, you know what I'm saying? Knowing what we already know about you, so. Yeah, I, I'm just always hungry, man. Hell yeah, exactly. That concludes this episode of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Any feedback or comments are always appreciated. You can email the show at artistproofpodcast at gmail.com. Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson is a production of Inazuma Studios, LLC. Copyright 2015.